What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's Daddy Goods, and today we got Tierra Dog. I'm also produced to have the Tierra Dog on the podcast today. How's it going over there? I'm awesome, chilling. Awesome, chilling. Yeah, same. I am also awesome and chilling. It's 11 o'clock on the West Coast right now, and for you, it's two o'clock you gotta love the time differences it throws off so many people so many people every time i travel to the west coast and i wake up on y'all time i'll be fucked up like, <laughs> i am i and then i get back home and i'm like oh my god i'm late i'm late yeah like totally <laughs> i'm late to the party Yep. I'm the same way whenever I go to the East Coast and have to travel backwards. Then once I get back to the West Coast, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am absolutely thrown off. But the absolute worst for me was when I traveled to Hawaii, because that's three hours back from the West Coast. And okay, yeah. Yeah. And and then when you to the party. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then I'm late to the party. And then when you get there, you got all these things planned. Like you might want to go see. Pearl Harbor or <laughs> whatever restaurant you have in mind or yeah. go to the beach and you're like, oh, shit, like I, I completely forgot. Like, Because mm-hmm. if it's 9 a.m. in Hawaii, it's already 12 in Cali and it's definitely 3, three. in New York. Like, yeah. <laughs> the time difference that trips me out the most is more than likely the UK um, yeah. in, in London. They are eight hours ahead of me and five hours ahead of you. Yeah, when I wake up, they're already like, huh, good, good morning. It's it's two in the afternoon. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guest on this podcast and she was from the, the London area and she had messaged me like at three in the morning one night. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is early. And then I was like, oh, but it's like damn near, you know, noontime <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So everybody, this is Tierra Dahl, and I learned about you through uh, Anushka. Shout out Anushka. Shout she, out to her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she was like, man, you got to get Tierra Dahl on the podcast. She knows I love, I love stuff like this. Really? Yeah. I got my own podcast. I love radio. When I was younger, um, I studied radio a little bit because someone like a mentor told me that I had the voice to actually get into that but i never took it that seriously but i love this whole thing right here like this is my shit (laughs) yeah what made you not want to make like take it more serious because you do have the voice like your voice is phenomenal thank you so much it's i started doing so much other things I, i was rapping with the voice i was singing with the voice i was modeling bartending um starting businesses even before i became like a full time dom i was just doing so much so it's like radio wasn't piquing my interest at the time, I guess. Wow. So you were singing with the voice. What kind of singing were you doing? Um, R&B mostly. Uh, I'm Caribbean, so I was mixing R&B, reggae, rap. Um, yeah. Kind of like a, is... a Lauren Hill, Foxy Brown meets Rihanna. I like that. Yeah. I'm, it's, listen, that personality, I mean, that rap career was very interesting, but um. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an ultimate mixture right there. Rihanna, Lauren Hill, and what was the other one? Foxy Brown. I used to get managed by her little brother, Gavin. Shout out to him. Really? Shout out to Gavin. Okay. okay. Shout out to Gavin. That's big right there. Yeah. Music. The music industry is a tough cookie to crack, isn't it? Definitely is. Like, I've even worked with 
Wyclef. I've worked with Tretch for Naughty by Nature back in the day. And this is like, I'm 20, like two, 2008, 2009. 2000, uh-huh. And like really, really throwback, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's just very, I don't want to be famous that bad is all I'm going to say. Mm. Yeah, the industry is crazy. <laughs> I was like, you know Surely. What? Yeah, not really what I want to do anymore. So yeah. Fame is a monster. Like, why is why is like fame such a monster though? Uh, it's just hypersexualized. Like behind the scenes, me personally, I couldn't get work done with even DJs I knew from childhood. Spin, spin my record, oh, but they want to date me, or they want to exchange a sexual favor for it, or or they trying to give me head to, to fucking promote a party. Like it would just be dumb, dumb shit. I used to go through like a lot of dumb shit. You know, as an attractive female that should actually rap. Does it blow your mind how like dominant the female rap scene is now? Yes, it does. It does. And you know, so sometimes I wish I was at that party, but then I'm just so grateful for how my life is now because I have a lot of peace. Like when you're famous like that, when you're when you hit superstardom, you have no privacy. You have no life. So it's like, well, you have a lot of life, but it's not really like yeah. yours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. I do. It seems like though even in the industry you're in now in the in the dom world like that's something that could also happen you can get famous in that world as well i could but it's just the way i take it it's like i could i could be a celebrity dom but i just value my peace and privacy so much i only to a certain level and then i leave it there i give them what i feel like is enough not everything but Mm. and yeah you know that's been working for me i don't really want to be super stardom i don't think um i'd rather be rich Facts. I feel you on that. Shout out to that. You know, it's, it's like I got five years oh. old and shit. Um, I actually do want to start a family eventually. Like my perfect dynamic of what family means to me. Like, yeah, I'm working on mm-hmm. all that. But what is money to you? Would you say? Because you say you want, you just want to be rich. Like, what does money do for you? Like, other than just you know, look nice on the bank account. There's something, ugh, money makes my body tingle, first of all, because I started out as a spin dom. <laughs> so, gotcha. you know, learning these ways of financial domination and learning that there are men who love giving and women that love actually like receiving it to the point where it's like a sexual thing, like the kitty be wet every time, <laughs> every time the cash app blings, especially if it's like, you know, one of my, for, for like for no reason subs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they know that I'll be aroused. It's kind of like if a woman is wearing vi- vibrator panties, her man got the control. The control is the cash app deposits. So right. all of a sudden, I'm in public like, <laughs> happened again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really thrilling. Financial, Finzom is fun. That's how I started. So I'm not even going to, you know, I don't even know what to say. It's just, <laughs> it actually does make me happy. But I think it's I a taking that. thing, like a control thing. Yeah, yeah. So if it's a control thing, because I wanted to ask you, you know, also, like, what what is the dumb world to you? And, like, like, if you were to describe it to people that have no idea about the world, how would you describe it? All right, so I would explain it in two ways. Firstly, I would explain to them that there are more than one type of man on the planet, right? Uh, the alphas over here, they, you know, they're doing their own thing. They don't remember where they came from. The betas are actually operating on a higher consciousness. Like they remember that women were in power and pretty much still are. And they 
love women so much that they think of us on a godly level. So it's not even about sexual domination. It's domination across the whole board. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why FinDom is so big because men hold their money as the most powerful part of them. So to exchange that power with us, to relinquish it to women, um, that's where the power lies in that. Like, he's literally handing over his biggest power, which, which is his money. He works really hard for that. You know what I'm saying? For some reason right now, you are giving me chills as you talk about this. And I've it, like, even in uh, like a matter of one minute of explaining what you just explained, you have made me feel more like, okay, it would be okay to be a sub if you had a different perspective on how you are supposed to reciprocate exactly. that energy from the goddess. Exactly. Like to me, I don't even see it as I offer services. I don't offer services. I'm literally here to be served and just people who are operating on that higher consciousness and know that I deserve a better life and I deserve, you know what I'm saying? That I'm, that I'm a goddess in the flesh. They just make that happen. And that's mm. not, that's what domination is, especially in my lifestyle. That That's just what it is. It is really not purely sexual. It is the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You're nailing it right now because here's a, a, a thought that I had before I knew anything about any of these worlds, about the FinDom world or just any of the Dom world for that matter, or even the fetish world, even. I used to think to myself, like, why is it when people refer to God, they refer to him so much? And I'm not judging or knocking anybody out there that, you know, is spiritual and refers to God, however they you know, refer to God. But I always asked myself that. Why do people refer to God as him all the time? We don't know. We, about to upset we don't know. Christians. We are about to upset all the Christians. Sorry, dis- disclaimer to y'all. But the Bible deleted the, uh, the the divine feminine. They deleted Jesus' mom. They call her the Holy Spirit. Like, no, it's mother, son, and the father. Not That's the Holy Trinity. It's a family unit. Ain't no Holy Ghost, all right? So they know that the feminine is, we're so powerful, but they demonize women to the point we believe that we're beneath or we're not even equal to men. You know what I'm saying? So that's why yeah. the movement is so important to me because I actually want to see society flip. Like we need to make the matriarchy. Like mm. I am literally putting in the groundwork right now with all my mentoring and finding all these young women on TikTok who are even trying to get into it. I'm teaching them in an ethical way. I'm teaching them the scientific reasons why people even have fetishes. I'm teaching them historical reasons. Like I'm digging into origins for them because they got to understand what the hell they doing before they come into our community thinking that they can make a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm putting in the actual footwork for society to flip later. In a couple generations, women are not going to be like they are today. It ain't going to be all this twerking. <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot more women re- respecting themselves, knowing that they deserve better, being treated like real life goddesses because that's what they deserve. They're not out here wilding. They're not out here forgetting. Right. I'm just here to serve as a reminder. Like, No, that is some very powerful stuff right there. Honestly, it really is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's no way you can ever combat the things that you're saying if you don't feel like you do you a hater i mean you absolutely got to be and i mean first of all nobody would be here without a woman first and foremost so first and foremost like just take take that for an example women give life so during childbirth like we we are a literal portal 
<laughs> well, to, oh my God, you're giving me chills right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, and this is why my, my subs love me because all I do is speak the truth. I'm not, right. I'm not out here finessing nobody, pretending that I don't have a fetish or pretending that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm somebody I'm not. Like, I really, I really believe the stuff that I do and that I say. That's why you got chills. <laughs> It's it's beyond anything that can be sexualized as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you gotta respect it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, holy shit. When you think of it like that. But if we did talk about anything um like sexually, it's like that's another one of the powers of a woman in which she possesses like she can like put that down in a certain way that will make a guy hypnotized like, like that's power right power there. of choice we can turn it off or on i'm mm. saying any guy could like me but i gotta choose him back you know what i'm saying yeah he could like me all he want a million people could like me all they want i got i have to choose that's where the power lies too it's like power of choice like i don't i don't have to choose you <laughs> right but here, here's what's interesting, and shout out to everybody who's going to think I'm, like, on some beta mouse shit right now. What the fuck ever. I'm just, you know, enjoying this conversation, and Tierra Doll saying some real ass shit, but the interesting part is, the interesting part, though, Tierra, is that, you know, they try to make it where women aren't, you know, of equal to men for some reason. They wanted to put men in power, and what is it? that gives men power mostly is money but the way they set up society is so that men can only make the most money in which the only way for the roles to be flipped is if he were to submit to women but when you think about it like that it's like wow somebody like figured that out and said you know what we can't you get what i'm saying and they figured it out and they said you know what we gotta switch this and i think that over the years, like they indoctrine people's minds and try to get people on the same like like collective consciousness so that they can make shifts like that. But with you and what you're doing and what you're talking about, the verbiage that you're saying on TikTok with the Dom world and women being goddess and what have you, you do gotta start with the platforms that you're given because you yep. would be the one that led that movement mm-hmm. entirely. And creative a group and uh, a collective consciousness consciousness in that field. Exactly. I'm literally like undoing what I feel like was a spell. Because when I say again, like people forgot who they, like women, we out here, like we literally forgot that we were so powerful. We forgot that, that we were probably on top. Like there's stories about Amazonian women for a reason. These ain't stories. You know what I'm saying? Men were not the primary citizens of a of society like they were secondary at a point you know what i'm saying like something had to happen i don't know what it is but i'm gonna find out until then i'm gonna keep undoing <laughs> and helping yeah. unlearn you know what we grew up you know what i'm saying like all the gender roles and stuff like that yeah it's it's all it's all messed up right now and the the only way that it'll ever come back is if a, a large enough group of people can get, you know, enough people to to understand what's really going. I think that we, as people in general, we have the power to do many things. And that's a lot of times why the governments, they want to create division within a lot of people is because if they had enough people on the same mindset, they can do anything. That's why they use news to pollute minds and to brainwash people. That's why they use the, the 
Yes, fear mongering. Once you put fear um, in anything, it just deletes all intention. And intent is the is the biggest form of like manifestation and like magic. Like human, we. I'm not gonna say we because I'm not part of the matrix no more. But <laughs> people don't realize that their thoughts can really become mm -hmm. things. Their words are power. Like everything is very very powerful. But when the government starts with a fear mongering and oh. The media said this, media said that, and got people just shook in their house, don't want to come outside. Yeah, we're not we're not in the right state of mind to help ourselves. And that's exactly what they want us, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's super crazy that uh like after everybody's thinking, oh, the, the Rona must be gone, and now all of a sudden there's monkeypox. Like, okay. <laughs> Like what's uh, what's that about? There's always another something that they want people to be fearful of. Ain't that crazy? It is. I tell you what else is crazy, and this is a random thought. Okay. But since we're on the kind of topics that I love so much, I love talking about shit like this, real Me shit. Me too. Me too. They say that there's a lot of loss of water, and a lot of these states right now in the United States are going through droughts, and there's a loss of water, and you know they're. It's right around election time, conveniently, right? Um, but what is the world the most abundant with? Hmm. Abundant with? I don't even know because they... It's water. They, yeah, like it's 70% water to the earth. So it would have to be the most abundant with water, right? And they say... They, they say... We're, we're, we have a lack there of water. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and a lot of a lot of states they say that you can't even water your grass unless it's um like a certain day of the week. And what's crazy to me is if the world is the most abundant with water, then why don't they just open the floodgates, you know, and let some water in if there's water to be had? Like there's got to be. They say it's global warming and the ice caps in Antarctica are melting. Like, okay, wouldn't there be more water than like I don't get it. They just told us the ice cap are melting. So where's the water? Why is there a shortage? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, that, that is weird. Wonder All why, right. Why they want us to believe that? <laughs> I don't know. Like really charges for water like now. Yeah, and then and then they charge us for water. Like really, like water should be free. That's that's what the world is the most abundant with. But for some reason, we pay for it. Interesting stuff. Let's get into a foot commercial, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna get back on topic. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is Tierra Doll, everybody, and this is the Pop Pod. Smash that like button if you're here live. It is greatly appreciated. And if you're not here with us live, you should still do that and leave a comment and all that great stuff. Subscribe. And Tierra Dawes social media is right below. We got IG is T-I-E-R-R-A-D-O-L-L underscore underscore. And then the same for Twitter except just one underscore. But I'm pretty sure after you enter one underscore to come up. Oh, and she's holding up a sign that says, oh my gosh, she knows what she's doing. My made this for me. I like that. We gotta talk about that like ASAP, like right now. Thank you, thank you. So tell me about that paddle. Is that a part of your your toolkit? 
Yes, it's like the newest addition to my toolkit, actually. I had asked a really good friend of mine. She's also a dom, Goddess Lola. Shout um, out Goddess Lola, okay. Yeah, she, um, she has a company called Goddess Pores, and I asked her to make me a custom paddle because, you know, um, she's really, really crazy with the resin and shit. So I was like, yo, um, she let me pick from the from the, the holographic letters, the fonts, what it says, all the glitter, everything. Like, she let me pick. And I just went ham. Like, this is this would be my ideal paddle right here. Like, all this pink and this glitter. Yeah, that's super fly right there. Uh, yeah. Shout out to um, Goddess Lola. Mm-hmm. And then does she have like a website or anything in which she sells these items? Yeah, her um, Instagram is Goddess Pores. I, I think that's what she mainly works with right now. Mm. Goddess Pores. Got it. Got it. No, that that's awesome, man. Shout out to Goddess Pores. Got to get those those toys right there. <laughs> the paddles, man. The toy shops in the Goddess Dom in the Dom world, the Fin Dom world, yeah. or the Dom world in general. Would you say that there is a, a need for a lot of tools and toys? Well, yeah, because if you don't have the tools of the toys, what do you, you can't even play in most of the fetishes, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the toys, they're mainly like impact play fetishes, but each toy is a fetish in its own, you know what I'm saying? Like paddling is not flogging, but they're all impact play. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually um, a sadist dominatrix, so it's like I like to inflict that also brings me joy to, to, wow. hear, to hear men wincing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's like a that's a, a personal kink right there. Yeah, yeah, it's personal, definitely very personal. You see how like I started glowing? Yeah, I did. What do you what do you think about Fifty Shades of Grey? Has anybody ever asked you like if you feel like that movie was pretty accurate with? I mean, yeah, it was cool on a lifestyle, sexual, sensual level. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Like, like if I had a uh, like a personal relationship, I would want it, you know, something like that. I would like to include actually a whole lot of kinks in my personal relationship, but we're not gonna go there because I got I just have to stop, stop going after al- alphas. I'll be trying to turn them out. <laughs> how how do you how do you spot an alpha? Like, what's your like what's your? Well, you I know. have a type, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, I feel like I need to get out of my type. But I have a type, and they're all you know big muscle brown sexy tattooed men with dreads but um <laughs> shout out to shout out to the guys <laughs> i be i really be needing to chill because those type of men they want certain type of women and i'm really not they type even though i i go after them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so then i end up trying to you know dom them a little in the relationship or turn them into a switch at least not you know completely submissive but i do want them to learn how to switch for me if that makes sense um, and a lot of them just either they go way too overboard or on the submissive side, so now it's weird. Um, mm. Or they feel like they can go toward the middle, but it gets weird for them too because they're just not comfortable. And I'm just like, but how would one go too far um, on the submissive side? Is that like just being too nice all the time type? No. Like I had an ex boyfriend. Like he was he was kind of nuts though. Like he started just it started like he was playing call, calling me goddess but then like he started walk, walking around like 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 doby <laughs> but being really really subservient and i was just like stick your chest out sometimes and that's <sighs> what it was it was like he couldn't find his place and i was like mm. he's lost 
Wow. So, so you would actually say stick your chest out sometimes because I chose him because, you know, he's an alpha. I like man- manly men. If I feel like mm-hmm. he's a man, you know what I'm saying? Um, so if I choose you, I must see something in you. But if you, if I have a conversation with you about switching and doing subservient things, but not, you know, being a sub completely, but, and you get confused, like you don't get your footing, you just go full slave. It's like, that's not what I wanted. So you would consider yourself more of an alpha? All the time, yeah. Sometimes I do want to sub because I'm bossed up all day. You know what I'm saying? So naturally, I, I kind of want not to be bossed around, but I kind of want to sub too. So I, I I feel like I would be considered personally a switch, but I don't have no personal life where I can switch right now. So I, I hear you. I hear you. So, so you want sometimes the guy to do something to it. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I see I, you. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to relax. I want to fall back into a role where I can be a submissive woman safely. You know what I'm saying? Right. Safely, because yeah. I, I haven't been a submissive woman safely my whole life. These guys be taking advantage. That's why I had to become who I am today, because I need the sub, the sub in me needed a bodyguard. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. No, I mean, you know what? I think that sometimes, just in general, a lot of guys they they get intimidated by women who are, you know, alpha women, and they oftentimes, in order for them to assert whatever alpha they have in them, they have to have, uh, uh, I guess you would say, a beta woman. But Mm -hmm. is that is that the correct term? Like a beta woman? It's submissive woman. A submissive woman. But yeah, it, it, would, it would be beta because some women, uh, when I talk to them about dom- domination, their reaction is they're like, oh, my God, this is making me nauseous. Like, they don't have the dominant bone in their body. and But that's okay. It's nothing wrong with not being dominant sometimes. But I, I, I didn't even know that it went that far with submissive women that they would never even consider it some. You know what I'm saying? And that's interesting. Like, hey, Do you think? Like, those are true subs. Right, right. Do you think, and you might have already done this, so you might be able to, you know, tell me a little bit more about this, but do you think you can take a woman like that and turn her into a successful dom with your mentorship? Um, if she was open to it, yeah. Would if she have to, like, change herself have, completely? They, she would just have to change her perspective on her own life and how she feels about herself. Mm. And that would be hard to do, right? Because it, it all boils down to self-love, you know what I'm saying? It's like self-love is really what you're, like, the uh, the choices you make, they have to reflect how much you love yourself, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you're a submissive woman and you would rather make choices that, uh, you know, where you were subservient or, I guess, people-pleased more or just you're the pleaser, the giver, like, you want to be play those roles and titles and that's cool that's who you are but if you're you are more on the other side not taker in a bad way but receiving end maybe is a better word uh because yeah some people thrive better on the receiving and me i i made a terrible sub i got taken advantage of personally i was like i'm not good at this right (laughs) i'm just not good at this (laughs) yeah so um i i'm thriving on the receiving end though you know what i'm saying as a woman so um, when when you say you don't take that well, like, do you feel like it's because like you always like fire back like at whatever is said at the moment? No, because I don't have an at what would probably be considered an attitude problem. 
I'm the most understanding person that I know. I'm the most adaptable person that I know. It's really just my choices have changed when it comes to how supportive I am, how much I self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, because I'm capable of all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally the perfect partner. I definitely know how to be, but it's just the partners I've chosen not didn't deserve it, but because they probably needed me at the time. Mm-hmm. Life is about growth and experiences, but it's just like, uh, I just could have made better choices that reflected more self-love to myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Earlier, not being so giving understanding or like a doormat, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh. I Hard. feel like a lot of a lot of times, too, uh, people in general just take the good people in our life for granted. And it sounds like those are those kind of situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I definitely relate to that. Yeah. And then those people that do get taken for granted, like those are the ones that, you know, if you do got them in your life, it's because you really are lucky. They chose you. Like you said, like you have to make the choice. And when you choose that person, they should feel lucky because you're not there to serve no purpose. You're there to bring value. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, if you're not bringing value, what's the point? Right. But is value as a dom now back to money? Is it, you know, I know that it's, you know, a lot of it isn't only money, but when you say value, does it have to only be money? No, because um, femdom is not all about financial. It's lifestyle too. It's it's a whole slew of fetishes. Uh, femdom is my favorite femdom fetish is like domestic servitude. I have quite a few subs who serve me in the house, like the make themselves available maybe once or twice a week. They clean. Not not every time they come, they they pay me to clean, but they do tribute when they can. I've had cleaners for like three years, the same cleaner. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he's supposed to bring flowers and whatever else I need grocery-wise every time he shows up. So it's really not financial. It's the service that is worth it. Like, I really am not cleaning my own tubs and bathrooms because... That's why I have him. All right. I got a question. And I really like, this is like such a curiosity to me now. Like, so when a guy comes with flowers and to clean your house or to do whatever service that you're asking him. I fucking love flowers. Okay. So like, does, does he have an expectation uh, with you? Like, does he have like hopes of maybe being with you or anything like that? Would he do that if there was another man involved? Like, and he were to see him and things of that nature? He has seen me with maybe two boyfriends so far. He's been around. Uh, he's married. He has kids. He knows he can never be with me, but his only joy is knowing that I'm happy the house is clean and that I don't have to do it. Because there's times he has to tell me, oh, my God, I have to go on vacation, so I won't be able to, uh, um, you know, show up next week. Actually, shout out to Slave B. Um, and, yeah, he he's very, very consistent other than that. Like he knows I'm not going to touch that tub. And I'm always like, Oh, you know, that week was crazy. I had to bathe in the other shower because this tub, like I'm skipped a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry that, that you had to look, look at it dirty like that. Goddess. This is why I'm here. Wow. Mm-hmm. that's no that's honestly that's amazing and shout out to shout out to him for you know treating you as you are yeah, yeah. Hand claps, hand claps. i love atlanta this is the fourth year 
the fourth year in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What has been the best part of Atlanta for you? Um, the nature, the privacy, the weather, and uh, amenities. Amenities. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. We don't have no dishwashers in the crib, no washer and dryer in the crib. Everyone goes to the laundromat. Um, so it was like culture shock for me to have washer and dryer in the house. I was like, oh, I don't really need a hamper. I don't, I don't need a shopping <laughs> cart. I don't need to go to the laundry mat, wash and fold. Right. I don't need to. I don't. I could do laundry anytime. Yeah. I could do a small load. <laughs> I could put it on rent cycle. Like I could choose the time. <laughs> Real time. Man, man, man! It's like, well, it's crazy. Um. So yeah, it was just you know. Um. And that I value my privacy too. It got to a point where. I, I'm so popular in Brooklyn because I've been so popular for years since high school. Oh, my God. I'm 36 now. You know what I'm saying? So I've You're always going to be the popular girl, though. I could tell. <laughs> I've been popular since, like, since high school. You know what I'm saying? So Because I used to dance the pep rallies and all that shit. Cheerleader. Oh. Cheerleader. All that shit. So oh um, I, it became to a point where I, I'd be in, like, on a bus or in a dollar van, and someone would know my whole first name and ask me if I'm going to my specific block that I live at presently. Wow. Oh, oh, you go over here to so and so. Whoa, who are you? Who are right. You? Uh, I would feel I would feel violated, damn near. Like, who are you? Like, you are very highly intrusive, you know. And it was a and it was a guy, so I was just like, holy shit! Now I gotta get the fuck up out of here. Like, this is just they they know they know me too well. <laughs> yeah, women, women have, have you know what I'm saying? But I was like, I gotta get away. I feel you. Women have to have guns these days. You know, it's kind of crazy That's out the there. That's the reason why I moved to ATL because. Ah. Oh, so is it open carry out there or is it? It is. I did not need a license for this, but I have all right to have it in my home and I can carry it in my purse. Yeah. That's crazy. Like being from Brooklyn, uh, if you have a gun, you're just a, you're a felon instantly. And then when they catch you with right. it, like seven years per bullet, it's like, what? I'm not touching a gun. Right. Right, yeah, I, never. I'm like, I'm in trouble. Yeah, everybody should have one. You know, in Switzerland, this is going to blow your mind. I don't know if you already know this, but in Switzerland, when you get an ID, uh, ID, identification card, you have to get a gun, too, and you have to show your gun. Everybody has to have a gun in Switzerland, and it's like the lowest crime place in the world. <laughs> yeah. I flabbergasted. I told you, yeah. So, I mean, go figure. I mean, like, if if that's possible in a place like Switzerland, it could be possible here, too. But, you know, man. Switzerland been had that. So I guess they know how to act with guns. Out here, everybody got a gun. It's like, ooh, ooh. you know, is everybody going to be pulling out on each other now? Like, America, I want to know. I don't trust the with that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that. But if everybody had a gun, like you would imagine, like, all right, you know what? I don't. I don't feel like getting shot Might dead today. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That does make sense. Well, I got a question for you. Okay. Why don't teachers have guns by now? Why don't who? Teachers have guns by now because did you see what happened yesterday with the? Yes, they need to protect the kids. Teachers should have guns now. It should be mandatory. You know what? They should take a class on how to use it first, just so I know my kid is safe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not a bad idea. Now that that just happened, because yeah, that like, dude, like, think, 
think about it though like how scary is that it's like everybody's worst nightmare right there right yep it's fucking crazy how how about we do a footmarcher and we'll come back and we'll uh, get back to it let's do it shout out to tiara doll bringing the fire conversation you see man i've been vaping too much on this podcast y'all you see i can't even say words right now oh my goodness So make sure if you are on Spotify that you leave that review so you can watch the video on Spotify as well as the place you're watching it right now, YouTube. You can go to Apple Podcasts to listen, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those great places. So make it happen. And once again, if you're on the live right now, smash that like button and leave some fire flames for Miss Tierra Doll goddess tiara doll shout out to jermichael elmore in the comments coverland darkness we got k dog what up k dog he said what up goods she's a very beautiful girl Thank you. all right damn such a beautiful lady from head to toe indeed tiara is one of my favorite models shout out to logan lee now one of mine's as well ziri lilith love her facts yes dropping facts you know how we do we can't make the podcast all about like feet and stuff like that come on y'all <laughs> main main says sexy toes shout out main main constant viewer of pretty much every episode we got young m oh that was a while ago it said 7 12 p.m here in the uk shout out to the uk so sexy feet by Savas fan Shout out Lino TV, the legendary Tierra Doll in the building. And then we got some flames. Oh, and my wife, Mama Goods, is in the comments too. Shout out to Wifey. All right, we back. So, Tierra Doll, what would you say is next for you in the world of Tierra Doll? Well, um, I'm, I'm heavy on this mentoring thing right now. Um, I'm actually working on a virtual school and physical school in Atlanta. I started one with a couple of other doms last summer, but I feel like I want to continue it because, you know, it was really like appreciated, needed um, in the community and stuff like that, just like on an educational level. Yeah. You know, somebody told me that I should be on the educational side of things anyways, because, you know, it's very few. Well, you know, this is what some people do that makes them far greater than some may realize when you give or have the ability to give other people power and you do it because you want people to be better than you. That's where the real power, you know, lies. That's one of the rules in the 48 laws of power by Robert Greene. I probably said this like 20 times on this podcast before, but like seriously, like giving, having the ability, first of all, is power, but to be able to give it to others, that's like far greater. And that's real dumb behavior to me right there. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and I do it naturally. Like this wasn't even my plan. You know what I'm saying? When I first hopped into it, I didn't think I was going to be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? But I've kind of always been a teacher amongst my peers a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like just my experience, I've always wanted to share to help like I've always put my friends on or 
you know, I've always been that person that had the network to share or something to share. So, and then it's not even about the money for me. It's not about making money off of women because school is only $22, you know what I'm saying? Like for the Zoom class. And it's like an hour and a half of me talking about shit you can't find on Google. You know, like I'm giving away like my formula, you know what I'm saying? And I'm giving them like everything that I, that I have. I even offer one-on-one so I can focus on them specifically. And I, I empower all of these women. Like it's like my new tribe right here. I stay friends with them too. Like I I build relationships doing this thing. So it is really about more than just teaching. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, all of your students. Shout out to them. Shout out to the students, to the mentees. Like it's so many to name. Like (laughs) you'd be surprised how many people I've, I've had in the group chats or, you know, mentoring and stuff like that, giving them tips and stuff. Do you feel like uh, worshiping a woman's feet is like the highest form of flattery for a goddess? Yeah, because, you know, the the saying head to toe, uh, Mm -hmm. perfect from head to toe, like guys really want to love you from head to toe, you know, like, and an ex-boyfriend mentioned something like that to me because there was a point in life, like early, early on where I didn't really care about my feet. Like they were like, just like not what they look like now because these is like beautiful like i i got like new feet i don't even know where these but these babies (laughs) i used to think i had my dad's feet so i never really appreciate this i never grew the nails out they were always got short stubby sausage toes like i i used to call them bedrocks (laughs) (laughs) and then he started picking out my nail colors he started actually painting my toes i was like hmm Oh, he was painting your toes as well. Yes, he was painting my toes. So did he do a good job? He did actually, because he said he had a sister. He just watched her, and she does her toes. She's so feminine. She's this. I was like, "Well, okay." Yeah, it's okay for men to be in touch with their feminine side. No, it was cool. I loved it. I really did like that about him. Actually, I want all guys to paint my toes now. You're not playing though. That's the that's the part about it. <laughs> it made me very happy. That is something that I enjoy. Um, this it, my open mindedness to the foot fetish stuff is very. I feel like it's genetic too because my dad has a foot fetish. I don't know if you um, heard, but that's like a big known fact about me that my dad has a foot fetish. He actually told me while I was by Anushka house. Um, we was on Facetime. He called, and uh, I'm sitting there with. Um, Marie was there too. I miss Marie. Anyway, um, Anushka, Marie, and me, we sit, we sit on the couch. My dad calls. He's like, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm with my foot model friends. He got mad close to the FaceTime. You know how like older people do? Like yeah. his forehead was in in the thing. Like He's like, you know, I got a foot finish, right? I was like, what? Right. <laughs> I was at him. He's like, ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'd rather not. <laughs> I did though. I had to. Oh, what did she say? Ask mom, and she had to think about it. She was like, you know what? Actually, he does. Yeah, I guess she had to go back in the archives of him sucking on toes and shit. He called her. He, he said, I used to suck on them little curly fried toes of hers. I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, my, my dad, she, yeah, he's very fetish friendly, so I understand. Like, I understand. I, I love how normal is getting though i see even like younger kids like you know the, the teenage people on instagram and stuff that are popping you know viral all over the place there's a guy I, I think he's one of the guys that do the the jokes where he goes ah 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 you know what i'm talking about and he says like a dad joke 
This is like a viral sensation joke. Show. But anyways, he's probably he can't be no older than 18, right? But he's viral on the internet. And he went out there in an interview with Vlad TV, I think it was. Um, and he says, or he said, What's your favorite part on a woman? And he said, Oh, he said, nah, no, uh, no ass and titties. He said, I like feet. He said, I got a foot fetish. And I'm like, Phew. just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but isn't it interesting, though, that uh, that's like the most deleted content on any social media, though, really? like yeah. that. I don't know why. So and, and you're absolutely right. Like, personally, I've probably had about 20 or 30 pages on Instagram since I've started. Mm-hmm. I feel like they get me once a year. You know, YouTube um, has been great in in with these podcasts. So these, you know, podcasts being very informational and educational, um, you know, it's been good. But places like, uh, uh, excuse me, Instagram. Well, Instagram has been good, too. I know not for you models, but as far as like the podcast goes, this is me speaking from my experience. But TikTok, too. TikTok, yeah. they deleted my account like after at right after I hit a thousand and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to use TikTok if they're just going to delete me like right off the bat. And there was like literally nothing bad. And then I was like, really is feet. That's going to do it for you. Uh, TikTok. And so it's just crazy to me. Like, why is it that feet is the most deleted content over, over anything? Like I see a lot of nudity all the time on Instagram and those people are still there. With their first pages. (laughs) With their first pages. They never got deleted, never had to start over. They just there and been there and, and are still there. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll be like, damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond it. It really is. It's like, is there something we don't know? There's got to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right. So it seems like the internet now and days, it censors everything and, you know, only allows you to see what they allow you to see. Right. So if, if you were to look up, you know, Dom teacher, um, you know, in the BDSM world, they won't show up information on that, right? They block that information. And that also makes you wonder too, like, why not? Like, why can't me as an individual look for the stuff that I want to see? You got to go to places like DuckDuckGo or something. But then you think about that. And then you think about how feet is the most deleted content on across all social media, right? And it makes you wonder like, damn, we must be onto something. There's some kind of power within that. It's too much. <laughs> they don't. They don't want society to flip <laughs> from the patriarchy to the matriarchy because it'll happen fast. I think it's too late. I think it is happening already. <laughs> Guys are giving it much thought. I feel like because I speak to more and more um, just people in general. I, I used to take sociology as a major in college, so um, I've studied like for groups of people. So I really love getting into why people are how they are like origins and shit and Mm -hmm. i keep asking people like you know like like why do you even like this like how did it start a lot of it is like childhood like even showing adoration for the mother figures aunt figures grandmothers and their families they always Mm -hmm. kick off their shoes hey baby can you rub my feet for me oh my god you know i worked so hard yes a little kid massaging his grandma's feet because her feet hurt it's not even sexual but Later on in life, he actually learns how to adore women from the head to the toe. He's willing to give a foot massage at the drop of a dime because it's right. just a, a, it's like a love, like a family type of love. You know what I'm saying? 
I feel like that's the best massage to give anybody anyhow, the foot massage or and to receive, of course. Yes, yes, yes. A foot massage, man, because we put all our weight on our feet anyway. All day long. So when the and then when and then when you get the heel part and kind of you know what I mean? Like the that heel? Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's like the magical G spot of the of the foot. <laughs> right here. The heel biscuit. <laughs> the heel biscuit. Yeah, they, they have to get that. Like, you got, you got to put, like, two thumbs in there and, like, <laughs> you got to really get that. It's, it's like hey. it's the heel and the paw. I call this the paw. I like that. Yeah. That is the paw, though. If, if there was a paw on the human foot. Yeah, that'd be it, right? Absolutely. This right here, this part is meat. Meaty. It's meaty. <laughs> that right there. Man. What do you get the most compliments on when it comes to your feet? Well, um, I don't have my feet up a lot, but everybody loves my soles. I just, um, like one time I was with, with my mom and she was like, why are your soles so shiny? Like they look so good. Do you put lotion on them? I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, on the bottoms? Yeah, mom. Put lotion on the bottom of your feet, please. <laughs> like, like immediately, right now. <laughs> what? You, you haven't been? Yeah. Uh, the bottoms the most and uh, the veins definitely the veins is actually how I got my popularity because um, I used to my first foot page um, was uh, you love my feet back in the day and then mm-hmm. they just were I got so many comments like comments on the veins I was like this is so weird because I'm used to modeling I used to like go to photo shoots on purpose and hold my hands and my feet up for a second so the veins could disappear and then ah. I put them down so they could take a shot <laughs> before they came back. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I used to do stuff like that. I did not appreciate the veins. So even being um, a part of this community have taught me how to, like, really love every part of me because they appreciated it off the rip. Like, I, they used to call me clean veiny feet. Like, wow. Clean veiny feet. Kind of catchy, actually. Like, that was my name for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? I feel like your petty right now is the Poff Pod color, kind of. Oh, oh, the uh, the it's like teal or like mint kind of. That's the color of the pop pod. You're the second uh, podcast in a row to have the pop pod color, Petty. Uh, it was on accident too, huh? Yeah, I I've had this for like a month already. It's still popping. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang! Tell me about your podcast or what was the other platforms that you're using? Yeah, I do have a podcast called uh, Yes Man Productions. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, yes man productions yes yes man productions is like it's an educational podcast it's just people who want to learn about fetish i talk to it from a pretty personal and technical point of view um mm-hmm. the episode's only like 15 minutes long but i'm pretty much just rambling about uh whatever i know and whatever i i have experienced about a specific fetish i'm on season two right now um nice maybe like 15 episodes in I'm, I wasn't so consistent, but that's because I'm thinking about guests. You know what I'm saying? I can gotcha. um, talk to guests now. I think I'm ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, what made you like, like in your mind tell you like, you know, I'm ready to talk to guests. Did you want to like get like, just kind of find your vibe and your, your flow with the podcast first? Oh, we lost, we lost your sound Tierra. Yeah, we lost the sound. 
Yeah, we can't. Oh, I think we can hear you now. Okay. No. Oh, no. there we are. Yes, there we go. There we go. Oh, I had to kind of turn it off to everyone. Sorry. Somebody can call me. That's crazy. Yeah, it'll do that. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm back though. Um, so, I think we were saying. Um, what made you me for guests? Um, yeah, I had a talking to myself, and uh, <laughs> I was um, ready to talk about you know more fetishes, but with the point of view of others too. Uh, I guess, or at least someone I've worked with, or someone I know, or someone I, you know feel like knows about this topic that i'm talking about yeah like so so you so you would like like a co-host type of situation yeah that would well, be tight co-host but just a different one every time ah got you so just guess yeah whatever. especially I, if i know that they have an expertise in the fetish i want to talk about for that episode right, like that's, right. That's where i want to take it because i still want it to be educational for you know viewers and stuff like that well, you definitely talk, you know, in a great way. You got the voice for it and your topics that you talk about are some real stuff. Like I was for real in the beginning of this podcast. I would recommend you to listen to it if for some reason you're just now tuning in. But get to know me. Okay. Like when when you were telling me everything about, you know, like the the origins of being a goddess and everything of that nature in the Dom world, it was like for real giving me chills. So I could tell that, you know, you talk about some valuable stuff. So shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> well, Tierra, I am incredibly honored that you would be on the pop pod today. So thank you for that. Me too. Thank you for having me. It was, I had a blast. Good. I'm very glad that you had a blast. And is there anything you'd like to tell your fans before we got off the podcast today? Hmm. Um, well, that's everything I'm going to tell my fans. Um, your students. So. Right, right. Love yeah. yourself. Make choices that reflect that you love yourself. Okay. That's pretty much it. That right there says a lot. Well, that was incredible. Even, you know, in, in, in the way you put that. And one day people are going to look back at it and be like, man, Tierra Doll, man, she's, she's the real deal. So shout out to you. <laughs> All right. Well. How about we get up out of here with a foot Marshall? Yeah, with the slipper, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Remember, everybody, make sure you go and follow Tierra Doll's social media. It's Tierra Doll on IG and on Twitter. It's on the screen. I spelled it out like at 20 minutes in, so... I'll spell it out again. It's T-I-E-R-R-A-D-O-L-L underscore underscore. Make sure you leave that review, whatever platform you're on. And if you're on YouTube, leave that comment. Show some love in the comments because it definitely helps the podcast as well. Smash that like button. And thank you, Tierra, once again for being on the podcast. Don't go anywhere, Tierra. That way I can holler at you after the broadcast. See you later, everybody.